that couple is back. You know, I, I don't mean to sound stingy or anything, but the inn is full. They really should, like, go to a hospital or something. I mean, what if she takes birth here? With all these people staying here, I did. You checked every place else. Well, here's the problem. See, this, this inn is full of people, and we don't, we have a policy of no babies. I can see you're gonna have a baby with you very soon. And um, also, everybody here is very tired. They're trying to get their rest, and they would not be very happy to have somebody, um, excuse me, in labor in one of the next rooms. So I I'm sorry, you're gonna have to find someplace else. Maybe, maybe the next town can help you. See, see you some other time. Um, so you now you're threatening me. She's threatening me that the, 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 he's threatening me that the donkey might bite me. Go, take, your, <laughs> take your biting donkey and go on your way. You knew they were bad news. What? Can you believe this? Twice. Twice she turns him away. I'm really starting to get annoyed. This is not okay. Is that okay? No. 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 For you to say you're not in charge of this inn. <laughs> I think one reason that we don't always welcome people we don't know into our lives is that we're afraid of conflict. We're afraid we're going to disagree with them. We don't know them. Who knows what they're like? And we're not sure we know how to handle disagreement when it comes up. Now, it's also true that we can disagree with the people we already know. In, in fact, most of our conflicts naturally are with friends and family members and other people in church and the people we go to school with or work with. Those are the people we spend most of the time with. But I think sometimes we try to make those relationships work by avoiding conflict as much as possible. When somebody new comes in, we just say, let's just play it safe and stick to what we know. And sometimes we tell ourselves that avoiding conflict is peaceful behavior. Don't argue, don't bring up troublesome subjects. If you disagree with someone, keep it to yourself. Look at the Quakers, they are famous peacemakers. Mary shared uh, some of their thoughts uh, with us. So being famous peacemakers, they don't have conflict, right? Yeah, wrong. They know all about conflict. That's why they've written all these helpful articles and why her friend had all these great resources for her. All relationships have conflict sometimes because all people disagree with each other sometimes. And if we avoid dealing with it, the conflict doesn't go away. It's still there. I speak with the experience of somebody who is conflict avoidant by nature. But thanks to Mary, I learned a story about Martin Luther King Jr. that I had not heard before. And I will tell it the way it was told by a Quaker, a friend named George R. Lakey. He said, as you know, Dr. King received the Nobel Peace Prize. There were a lot of people who were unhappy about that, editorial writers and so on. They said, a peace prize is for people who bring peace. In my town, it was very peaceful until you came, and we had massive, massive conflict. And then you get a peace prize, ridiculous. So King responded, like he says. He said, what was going on in your town? 
before the civil rights movement developed its campaign. Higher infant mortality rates for black children than for white children, higher injury rates of all kinds, including occupational injuries on the job in places where black people work, shorter life expectancies for black people, more preventable deaths in terms of people showing up in the, in the ER late because they couldn't get medical care. He said, in your town, did you read about those truths in the newspapers? Were they on your front page, front page news? So when we come to your town, we're not bringing violence. The violence is already here, unfolding day by day through discrimination. What we're doing through our nonviolent action is raising the violence to the surface because people usually defend discrimination violently. We raise it to the surface so you can look at the truth and ask yourself, do you want this in your town? Do you want this in your state? Now, us here, the conflicts we have day to day with friends, with family, with coworkers, they're not usually so violent. Sometimes they're much smaller, fortunately. But just like the violence that was in these cities even before African Americans began organizing and protesting and saying no more, these conflicts are there whether we talk about the conflict or not. And the Nobel Committee was absolutely right. Dr. King showed people the conflict that they were trying to pretend was not there. That stirred up the communities. It brought the conflicts that were there to the surface. And doing that was an act of peacemaking. If we can learn to deal with conflict openly, not avoid it, but admit that it is there and enter right into it, then we become peacemakers. We make our relationships so much better. And this takes courage. Fortunately, I know the folks in this congregation to be capable of tremendous courage. So we're going to try an experiment. That's why I call this an experiment. We are going to, I want to uh, warn you, if you have trouble hearing in a crowded talky room, we are going to be talking in pairs. Um, so if that makes it hard for you to hear, maybe find a partner as people are, are pairing off and um, go into our provided space where you can hear everything just fine, but a lot of that noise is blocked off, and that's the lobby there. The glass will keep you from the crowd noises, but the speakers will let you know when somebody's speaking from the pulpit. So go ahead and get comfortable in there if that works better for you. So I know everyone here has had disagreements with people that we know. Yes? Yeah. So um, can you tell me some things you disagreed about? You know, you don't need to hang out the family's dirty laundry, but, um, but just in a general sense, what, what are some of the things that you have, have um, conflicts about? What happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. OK. What actually happened? I just don't even agree on the facts, huh? Yes. Cell phone towers. Cell phone towers. <laughs> Whether and where to have them? I've heard that one. You tear whole communities apart. Yes. The use of plastic. The use of plastic. Whether, how much? Yeah. Please. Misunderstandings. Misunderstandings. Just we don't we don't understand what the other person's trying to say or what they did. Vita. Vehicle dwellers. Vehicle dwellers. 
Yeah, where are people going? Yeah. River. Spirituality. It's true. Sometimes we argue about the, some of the things that are tenderest and most important to us, like spirituality. Somebody at the first service said, um, where to spend Christmas? <laughs> yeah, and there was a laugh just like that, you know? People had been through that one, and that's sad, because, you know, it should just be, we're spending Christmas with people we love, and yet, you know, we know those things can be very difficult. Okay, so I want you to help me with this experiment. Would you pair up with someone near you? And it's probably best if it's somebody you've not recently had a conflict with. <laughs> but you know, if you're feeling ambitious and you want to try it, go right ahead. And so I'm going to tell you the first step and then I'll call you back to listen to me for a moment. Um, please tell each other about a disagreement you've had with someone else, just very briefly what the topic was and you'll have time to go into more detail in a minute. So tell, find a pair, a person to be in a pair with, make sure everybody around you has someone to pair up with. As I said, you can go in the lobby if that will help you hear better. And, um, and uh, tell, tell the other person about a time you've had a disagreement. And just to let you get you know, let you know your final instruction, I one more instruction. It will not surprise you. I want you to have the conversations right now about each of your conflicts, as if the, your partner in that conflict were before you right now. You're just going to have a couple minutes for each of you, so make sure you get to both of you. I know it's a quick version. And we're going to try really hard to make it go well. We're going to pay attention to our own feelings, and we're going to do for our partner some of those things that, that Mary shared with us, like, like really listening and reframing in a way that, that helps them know that they've been hurt, okay? Go, about two minutes each.
Okay. I know you might only just be scratching the surface, and maybe you can help each other with these, uh, with these difficult conversations some more over lunch. But I'd like, to, I'd like to collect some thoughts from you all to share with everybody. I, I have some guesses just looking at the, um, the body language and hearing the tone of the conversations, but, but tell me some things about, about what happened and how it felt. Call it out and I'll say it for everybody to hear. You got stuck. Uh-huh. Hard it was just hard to resolve. Hard to hard to think of a way to easy to talk about what I wanted to say and hard to think about how I need to look. But you're still both there. Well done. No bloody noses and you're hanging in there. No, but if you see that's the other box. <laughs> <laughs> Not the real guy. This <laughs> is the real guy. Well, good. I'm glad you were able to take it down a notch, but it was difficult. Thanks for sharing that. It, conflict is really hard. Yeah, Dan. Well, I, I got angry. I got even angrier than my friend who's telling me the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you got angry on his behalf at the person you were playing? <laughs> well, there we go. This is a, that's called empathy. We're developing empathy. Yeah. So anger can lead to the other person being afraid, can lead to them shutting down, and that's the end of the conversation. And you felt you could feel some of that drama playing out, even, even just playing at it. Um, yeah, because when I was explaining my... That just means our time's up for sure. <laughs> I already knew that. Sorry. Yeah, that's a nice thing about doing it with somebody who's not actually personally involved, right? You got to, got to um, say, say the things you want to say in, in practice, yeah, without all those feelings coming up the same way. Audrey. So in your real life conflict, the person kept assuming he knew all about you and he was trying to win you over to a different point of view. Did anything feel different um, practicing right now? <coughs> or brought you back to that place? Yeah, well, it ends up both of this kind of conflict with some older abortion. Huh? Interesting. Uh, you, she's saying it's about, about abortion. Con we, you know, controversial topics, obviously, that's a place we have conflicts with people. Yeah, Byron. Hmm. Feels good to talk to somebody about something you're passionate about and not receive resistance. It's a, a very, you really excited to be able to, be able to stay calm, also that they can listen to you calmly when it's important yeah, to you. Yeah, I'd like to second that when Mary talked about this thrashing idea. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Brian was saying the, th the threshing idea is, is very helpful and, um, yeah, I think a, a principle that Mary shared about that, about that Quaker step is, um, 
it's, it's, a, it's a, apart from making decisions, and sometimes that can be helpful, and that's of course what we were just doing here. We're not, we're not reaching any conclusions because this isn't the real person, so let's just kind of throw out all the pros and cons. Oh, so you get to be the last one. Uh-huh. Um, one of the things you're talking about, learning to listen, sometimes it's hard if you're hard of hearing. Yes. It is hard to listen if you're hard of hearing. Sometimes it is hard to listen even when you're not hard of hearing. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for sharing that experiment and some of the things that happened. As Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams says, who we heard from in the um, centering words, I think that if we can be willing to face discomfort and receive it as opportunity for growth and expansion and a commentary about what is now more available to us, rather than what it is that is limiting us and taking something away from us, that in no time at all, we will be a society that enhances the lives of all of our species. Let us hope so. I hear what you're all saying about being able to deal with disagreement, practice it a little bit. I didn't really get to spend any time practicing. I'm not so sure about this. Hello. The rain is turning into a thunderstorm and we really need logic. The rain is turning into a thunderstorm and they really need logic. Well. I have been thinking about this, and as I said, do the, the right is thing. Full, and um, um, people here here trying to get some rest. We can't um, just stand by. We have to say something. They're also trying to get in out. All of people, we got to say it. All people are welcome. Excuse me, a moment. All people are welcome. All people are welcome. All people are welcome. All people are welcome. Okay. 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 I All right, let's listen to what she has to say. Something I, think she's I got can it. offer you, because really, you, you will see in here, it is wall-to-wall -wall people. We have people sleeping on the floor. I do have an empty stable, and it's, I know that sounds bad, but it's very clean. Your donkey will have some nice company. There's another donkey in there. It's been recently swept out. And uh, how would that be for you? That sounds okay? You'll be out of the, out of the thunder? Is that okay with you all? Okay. All right, let me show you over here. Woohoo! Make yourselves comfortable, okay? Here's a little hay to lie on right there. All right, welcome. Thank you all for helping me uh, not be so afraid of people just because I don't know them and might have a disagreement with them. <laughs>